Hello world, my name is Tony, aka Atomic the L, and this is the Spiritual Guide Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Guide. Today, we're going to be talking about marriage. I mean, oh, to be married. Today, guys, I have my wife with me, Alicia, and it is always a pleasure of mine to have her to join us on the Spiritual Guide, especially when we're talking about relationship marriages and things that it's best to have the uh, perspective of the spouse and the the opposite sex. Hang on one second. Let me adjust this microphone for us just a little bit. That's better. So, guys, if you would help me welcome Alicia to the spiritual God. All right. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Tony. <laughs> you always make my name sound so good when you say it. Is that on purpose? You you always do that for me. I just say hey to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So guys, um, Alicia and I have been married for going on fifteen. January will make fifteen years, and uh, man, that's every time we say fifteen years, we realize how long it's been, um, and and all we've been through to get to this. So, Alicia, why don't you tell them? Um, about our journey, how we met. Well, um, we actually met in an uh, AOL, an America Online chat room. Um, I think it was called Ebony Birmingham. And we were, you know, I was just trying to meet new friends, meet new people. And I saw Tony in the chat room. And he said something about looking for a person of a particular race that was not mine. And so I asked him, you know, why he was just looking for, you know, that race. And then we started talking and the rest is history. The rest is history. Wow. And that's true. Um, (laughs) That's exactly how we met. So when we were in the chat room, there was this um, thing like age, sex and location. And the abbreviation for it was ASL. (laughs) <laughs> and you would see that so much on the chat line, like just popping up all over the place. So anyway, Alicia and I met on AOL um, 15 years ago, married 15 years, about 17 years now. Um, and we have a total of six kids, which is still amazing to us. So um, so as we started, we were talking about marriage, guys. Like one of the things we always talk about looking back over the years is the expectations that was set for marriage right like my grandmother and my grandfather was married for a very long time until he passed away um alicia mom and dad was married until both of them passed away i mean like so we have seen the longevity of marriages but we have also seen friends not make it past year one some not make it past year five uh some don't make it past year 10 like we did so we have seen the expectations. So Alicia, how, how do you think the marriage expectations that we had, how do you think they have played a role in our marriage? Well, I mean, I think we we got married, you know, at a pretty young age compared to, to most people. We were in our early 20s. And uh, I don't know if I had a lot of expectations, but I think the only expectations I really had were be based off what I saw in my parents and then their marriage. So, you know, I had expectations that, 
You know, I would have a good husband that did the, you know, that provided, protected. And, you know, I I wanted us to be friends. Like I wanted, you know, expected to be friends with my husband. Um, I don't know if we, I don't know what kind of expectations you had, but I think we talked about a few things that about like cooking and cleaning and things like that. But I don't know if I had any other real I think that we were just in love and we were young, so I really didn't know what to expect, really. I just hoped it went well. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So I could tell you, like, the expectations that I saw was these of honesty. Like, I just had this very high expectation that my wife would be honest with me. Like, no matter what, whether it was something I wanted to hear or I didn't want to hear, that she would just be honest with me. Because as my spouse, you are the closest person to me. And your honesty should be the most important thing to me. And I think I picked that up from watching my grandmother and my grandfather, not saying by any means that their marriage was perfect, but I always saw them being honest and vulnerable with each other um, all the way up into his last his last days. So uh, versus what we saw versus reality, <laughs> how has that panned out for you? <laughs> I think that we just learned that just because we expected doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Not as necessarily a bad thing, because that could be a good thing, too. But I think you have to adjust. I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of married people have is they have these expectations. And when their spouse doesn't meet, you know, doesn't meet those expectations, uh, they get upset. And at some point they want to, some of them are just like, uh, I'm not dealing with this. This is not what I was <laughs> expecting. This is not what I signed up for. And, you know, they go. But you have to, you just have to adjust. I mean, as long as it's nothing, you know, major that's harming anyone. I think sometimes you have to put the expectations and look at it and say, okay, well, maybe he's not doing this, but he is doing this. So I think you have to just. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think one of the things that truly has helped us is being able to be flexible, to be fluid, to adjust to each other and to each other's changes. Because if we're honest, I'm not the same man today that I was 17 years ago. And you're definitely not the same woman that today that you were 17 years ago. We both changed. We both grown. And that, that has required me, demanded me to be as flexible as I can as your husband to not impede your growth and but also so that I can nurture the growth of our marriage yeah. so like you now so you were saying about the cooking and the cleaning that's more falls into the gender roles right like the wife is supposed to she's supposed to cook and clean and wash the laundry and take care of the kids and this, as the man I'm supposed to sit on the couch and put my feet on the coffee table is what I'm gonna do and, and and you as my woman you gonna make sure I got a hot meal and now now this read this minute but in reality that that, that, that didn't work for us now did it <laughs> nah that definitely didn't work for us yeah I don't think I don't think we were able to follow the traditional gender roles but why is that because my grandmother I told you this, my grandma, I can't remember my grandmother having a job. She always took care of the house and she did an amazing job of it. But my granddad worked 
I mean, I can't remember a time where that guy wasn't working. He worked when I was young and as even as an adult, he was working up until he couldn't anymore. And even when he couldn't anymore, he was still finding, uh, I guess, quote unquote, man things to do around the house, like the lawn and repairs and stuff like that. So we saw the traditional gender roles displayed. Why don't you think it didn't work for us? Well, I mean, your grandmother and my parents were from from a different time because my mother didn't work either. My, I mean, yeah, my mother didn't work and my dad went to work. But I think, I mean, it definitely wouldn't work with us because when we met, I had already started college. I started college to begin a career, not to stay at home. I mean, there's nothing wrong with staying at home. It just was not in my plans. So I was never going to just be the stay at home mom. I had, you know, wanted a career. And so that's what happened. But I mean, this day and age, you almost always need two incomes anyway to live the lifestyle that, <laughs> that you want. So, I mean, I think it was that we have several children. They got to be taken care of. So gotcha. I think it works for us. That's, 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 that makes a lot of sense what you're saying right there, being in a different time and, and, and age where... And I think we were discussing this the other night where back in the time where my grandmother was growing up and your mother was growing up, women technically, they just didn't have a lot of skills. Most women were um, illiterate. They couldn't read um, or weren't allowed to essentially accept it to work outside of the house without being stereotyped as a specific type of woman. Now, with that being said, I have never expected the traditional gender role from you as my wife because... I saw my mom literally as a single mom raising her kids. She did everything on her own. I learned to do everything on my own by watching my mom. I learned to cook and do my own laundry and to clean and to literally service and take care of every single possible need that I could have alone. Because looking at her life, there was times where there was no one to aid her. So I never had that expectation of you. But I also never had the expectation of me being the traditional husband role where I am the only breadwinner, where I'm the only person that's going out, whether I'm sitting in an office for nine hours a day or whether I'm working in the lumber yard or working in the plant or working in a restaurant for nine hours a day. In today's society, it costs a tremendous amount of money to survive. Like you said, with six kids, it would require us to both take up our uh, mantles of work and home duties together and apply them for our marriage so i think i think you know i think the gender role thing has its place for some people but like you said it, it just ain't for us so now do you think that any of that the expectations of marriage the gender role standard that was set do you think that that has been beneficial in any way to our marriage or to just the marriages that you've seen throughout our life I believe the roles can be beneficial, even if it's just to let the person know, okay, this is important to me or this is not a big deal. I think that in order to really know what you want, you know, sometimes you look at, you know, what you've learned from your parents or your grandparents or whatever, and you you have certain expectations because if you didn't have certain expectations or even thought a certain way about gender roles, then how do you really know what you're looking for? in a person gotcha that was that was deep huh queen that was that was kind of deep right there i see what you did right there with that question that was all right i get it though i get it i think i think to some degree 
looking at the the expectations, the standard of marriage that has been set up by people who have done it long, long before we've done it. And some people who have done it far longer than we have done it. Meaning there are people who have been married for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. They have been married and we've only been 15 years in as much as that seems. You know, there are people who've been married twice as long as we have been. So looking at their examples that they set, it's kind of like I was talking to someone the other day about Ford. Ford designed the first pickup truck, but there was a lot of other people that came and took the design of the pickup truck and just made it a little bit better. They made it unique to work for them and their brand. And I think that's what we have learned to do with marriage. So what's your final question you want to give to Atomic the L? What is it you want to ask me? <laughs> what question I want to ask you? Um, you caught me off guard with that one. I think my question for you is, as your wife of 15 years, do you think that I have met, exceeded, or not met the expectations that you had for us, for our marriage? So this is where everyone in the mail listeners say, don't fall for it, run, don't fall for that question, don't fall for that question. But if I've taught you guys anything, is that we don't react, we respond. So I'm going to respond to this question. It would be unfair and a lie for me to sit here and say that you have been perfect, that you have hit every single box that has been laid out through history that a woman can can hold and say, I have the perfect wife, metal badge and sticker right here because I met every single box. I would be lying if I said that and it would be unfair for me to say that and lie. But I can tell you this, you have been spot on and perfect for me because you know better than anyone else in this world how dynamic I am, how much I can change. And you being able to adjust to this, (laughs) that's perfection because it takes a lot to deal with this and you know it, you know it takes a lot to deal with me. So to answer your question fairly, you have done everything possible to be perfect for me and I appreciate every bit of it. So now here's my question to you. What is the advice you would give the new couple who is deciding that we're gonna do this thing called marriage, we're gonna do this thing called partnership for life, and we're gonna walk it out to the best of our ability through friendship, through the ups, the downs, through the challenges of faith and desire and it all. What advice would you give these people? I think that my advice would be to go ahead and make a decision that you are not going to live your marriage based off what society has told you is the way you should live your marriage. I believe the the best thing that you can do for your marriage to make sure that it lasts beyond those first few hard years and, and longer is to figure out what works between you and your spouse and do that no matter what anybody else is saying outside of the marriage no matter what society saying you know says is the norm do what works for y'all that's cool that's cool well that's it for today guys um you know the routine if you like this episode share it with someone subscribe to it that way you can support this podcast and you can also be the light in someone else's day So until next time, guys, I am Atomic the L. Peace.